0: blog talk radio let's keep it
1: Good afternoon, good morning, good evening, good whatever time it is at this particular time that you are hearing the sound of my voice. I thank and praise God for yet another opportunity to join you in the airwaves for the It's Real radio talk show. I am your host, Delta Colette james and as always, it is indeed a pleasure to come together with all of you to share to um, give your feedback, hopefully um, you will participate as well, and to welcome my beautiful co-host, my awesome, awesome sister in the Lord
2: and friend, Miss
1: Tanya Roberts. How are you today, ma'am?
2: Oh, man, sis, thank you so much. Um, just also, I'll always say for an awesome introduction, I just thank God today, you guys, um, a lot going on. I remember the beginning of twenty twenty when it first came in, I was like, This is a year of blessings. And I would just want you guys to know it's still a year of blessings because we're still I'm still here, still eating, still got roof over my head, still have a job. So those are my blessings that I'm counting. But I am awesome. Hadn't been feeling that well sis. But I thank God every moment. You know, it was some good days, last couple of days, some bad days, but otherwise that I thank God. Thank you for asking.
1: Amen, amen. Um, I think that basically what you just said has been the crux of the year for most people, some good days, some bad days. But if you are hearing the sound of our voice right now, there is still a yet praise. And and sometimes it's difficult to praise in the midst of everything that we walk through. A lot of times we don't see the good in the sovereignty of God. We don't understand why God would allow us to suffer some losses, losses of people, losses of jobs, sometimes losses of home. It's, it's just, you know, we question why quite often um, instead of saying in the midst of, Lord, I will yet praise you. And, and again, please hear me. I am so not taking um, it lightly For those of you that have suffered tremendous losses, this today's show I entitled the effect that 2020 um, has had on the body of Christ. And we still have three weeks to go in this year. But the effect that this year has had, not just on the world stage, but specifically in the body of Christ, has been catastrophic, in my opinion. Um, We've lost great leaders Uh, some to natural causes, some to the pandemic. Um, We've lost friends. We've lost loved ones. um, We've lost church members. We've lost so much this year. And even in the midst of the loss, there has been a lot of confusion in the body of Christ this year. There has been um, lines drawn in the sand where people weren't sure where their loyalties lie in life. You know, not just in your family, but just in life in general. We are living in a time a very chaotic time, and it is unfortunate. Again, in my opinion, it is unfortunate that the body of Christ is standing at um, the precipice of of a cliff, and a, and really, literally, is about to fall off that cliff because of the focus being off. Ironic that this would be 2020 and most people started the year thinking 2020 would give us perfect vision. And in so many ways, it really has cleared up our vision because it has really allowed us to see the great divide that really exists in the body of Christ. Um, But on the flip side of that, it has clouded a lot of people's visions as well, because they are so torn by where their loyalty should lie. Um, they're caught up in the, the cares of this world, which is contrary to what the Word of God teaches us, where Timothy told us, you know, as soldiers, as as men and women that are warriors and on the battlefield um, in the name of the Lord that we are not to get caught up and entangled in the affairs of this world in order to be pleasing to that one who, who basically drafted us, who engrafted us into his army. And it has just been such a profound year. And, again, as I said, we still got three weeks to go in this year. Um, my, my desire today is not to just shine the light on the disparity and the confusion within the body, but also as we discuss the confusion and the disparity to give a ray of sunshine and of hope that, you know, we do this every year in December. We really push to get our listeners to end the year strong. It has been one of our themes every single year when we get to close to the end of the year, to end the year strong, not to shrink back, not to sit on your laurels, not to just be waiting to do those New Year resolutions, not just to be, you know, so focused on, oh, I can't wait till this year is over. And I, I hear you. There are a lot, a lot of people right now in that place that I just can't wait till this year is over. But, but here's the key. Here's the reality check. Unfortunately, next year will start off even worse or rougher than this year is going to end. Let's let's be real, okay? Let's let's take the blinders off. Let's look at the reality, the times in which we're living. Okay, when 2021 rolls in, okay, it is not rolling in um, with bells and whistles. Even the bringing in of the new year this year was different. Normally the new year is brought in with huge crowds of people and the celebrations and, you know, the vivaciousness. And it's just, it's just uh, amazing. Normally New Year's Eve night is the busiest night of the year for Las Vegas, which is where I'm at. Um But it's not going to be that way this year. Normally most churches are open on New Year's night doing watch service. They're, you know, if they're not doing it on an individual basis, they're banding together, groups of churches coming together, sometimes even renting out big um, arenas and stuff to bring in the New Year together to celebrate. But it's going to be different this year. It's going to be different this year. We're not even going to bring in 2021 in the normal fashion. We're not ending out 2020 as a normal year. (laughs) I mean, this year, when we say it's one for the record books, I mean, it really, really is on so many levels, and as, as, part of the body of Christ, I believe it to be extremely important to find our footing in how this year is ending and how the new year will be beginning. You know, the effects of what this year has brought about. It has brought about death on a catastrophic level, literally on a catastrophic level. It has brought about sickness. Even on a greater scale, I mean, you know, we're we're literally, we can literally be at 20 million sick people, okay, across the world from the pandemic before this year ends. Um, We recognize that just here in the United States, we're crawling up to 270,000 people that have died this year from the pandemic, um, dear, dear, dear um, mother, our church just passed away two days ago. Um, it is it, just—I'm telling you—from from the pandemic, it is just—it has, like I said, it has been a catastrophic year. Make no, make no mistake about it. Um, I've lost friends. Um, I think that everybody either has lost somebody or has been touched by somebody who has lost somebody. So it is, like I said, it is the effect of this year has changed our perception. But how has your perception changed? Has it been for the better or for the worse? Are you in a place that the effect of 2020 has you and and just afraid to even breathe? Has it put you in a jaded place? where death has become the norm and it doesn't even phase you when you hear about it anymore? Has it put you in a place that the people in your circle who used to be your quote-unquote brothers and sisters in Christ are now considered your enemies because of political differences? I mean, if I say the effect of this year has been catastrophic, it really, really has. We've had our democracy, the very crux of what makes America America has been questioned and put to the test. It has just it is um and I can go on. I mean, it has just been so much, so much. In a normal series of of responses from the body of christ, or no don't, don't let me say normal, in the proper let me put it that way, the biblical responses because it's not necessarily the normal response, but in in what is expected of us from our thought of God and our responses in the midst of everything that has happened, we were the ones that were supposed. To be the examples, we were the ones that were supposed to be showing a more excellent way, and unfortunately, we have been a very poor example as a body. We have um, we've allowed our aggressions, our anger, our emotions take over where we should have allowed the spirit of the living God to govern us. We've allowed political parties to cause and create strong divides within the body. We've allowed ourselves to be sucked in to policy as opposed to heart issues. We've – and I'm saying all of this because I'm believing, I'm believing, as I said in the beginning – that we started this year saying 2020 was going to be the year of perfect vision, of focus, and here we are at the end of this year. We're in the 12th month of this year, and if you step back and look and you think, our vision couldn't be clearer if if we're allowing the Holy Spirit to lead us. It's unfortunate, but a big part of what we have encountered this year is the uncovering of who we really are as a people, um, as those people that claim to name the name of Christ. That they claim, when I say claim to name the name of Christ, then as their Lord and Savior, as their their Rabbi, as their their mentor, as the one that guides and leads them. For those that that put that stigmatism on them, on themselves, then I'm I'm baffled by the reaction that we have had as the body of Christ to everything that's going on around us. Um, and so, Tanya, I would just like to ask you. Here we are in the twelfth month of this catastrophic year, and so what What in this 12 hour have you taken from living through this year, this one year?
2: Um, that's why I love what our show is called, Keep It Real. I'm just going to put it out there like that because I'm going to be honest with you, the media don't affect me because I haven't been liked for so long, it really don't matter to me. And that's why I like being opinionated and keeping it real with people. You know, sis, I have went through a challenges like I didn't never think that I would be challenged before. I heard some news from someone dear to me about the COVID nineteen and their whole family's affected, and I'm close to that family. People I know, like you're saying in Vegas right now, loved ones lost, just different family members leaving, and I'm you guys. I'm going to be honest with you. Man, this has been a year of frustration for me, fighting, then I'm feeling good again, then depression tries to kick in, and I'm fighting every moment of that, and uncertainty started to kick in. I'm fighting that battle when I feel like I've gotten that battle fought. Now, you know what I'm saying? then, you know, sickness with my husband, and when we got past all that, I'm thinking it's going to be over, and then finances got tightened, and when we fought, to get over that the church I called myself going on a hiatus from church because I said I'm just so tired of fake people going to church praying pretending like they're children of God and then all of a sudden Lord I'm just going to take me a sabbatical and before I know it he said I, I'll do you one even better now all the church doors are closed and then I'm sitting there going oh my god I can't breathe I'm having panic attacks I need to go to church you know, I didn't realize that that's where I was going to be strong, regardless of all what I felt like people were reacting and fake people. There were still some good, good people there, Lord. And then when I fought through that system, then my job and just different positions and stuff and just different departments and undergoing different battles with supervisors and their attitudes and different things. And not knowing, then the, then the bank account got low, not knowing just a couple of weeks ago, the day before Thanksgiving, I started not to feel well. And then when you talk to people you love, they're like, oh, my God, go get tested. It could be this, and be that. And I'm like, no, my resistance is low. I know what I'm doing because I pay attention to my body. So I, I do the best thing, you guys. I'm reaching for the zinc, the 1,000 milligrams vitamin C, and I'm pumping every day. I promise you I'm eating it so much. I promise you. And I thank God again just for his deliverance and his healing. So the other day before I got ready to go to work, and I'm, I'm making every day, every day I wanted to call in. I don't feel good. I'm not going to work today. And I kept hearing my spirit go, I can do all things through Christ that strengthens me. And see, I used to say that verse so many times, but I realized it he meant, he meant, even when you're poor, I can do this, Lord. And when you've exalted me and I've had money, I can do this. Even when you don't understand, I can do this. To where you think you got it going on, hmm. I can do this. Even when you believe, I can do this. In times when you don't believe, I don't know if I can do this, Lord. The churches are open. I can do this. The churches are closed. I don't know if I can do this. All these things I've endured just this couple of days before I was getting ready to go to work. I told my husband, get off the phone. I'm getting ready to call And That's it. My birthday, you guys, was Thursday. Thank you, Jesus. Made another year. And Thank you Jesus Because I promise you I didn't know if I was With everything that was going crazy And then I heard a message And he was speaking to me Because I started going to work Getting frustrated people calling in And I'm sitting there going what am I going to work for I mean I know why I'm going to work But good lord I don't even call in And I'm not even feeling good and I'm going to work And it seemed like when I go to work they're working me to death They don't care about the people calling in They feeling bad for them We know these people ain't calling in because they're sick They're just tired Sick and tired And then right before I was getting ready to go to work Says I was listening to the word of God T.D. Jakes and he said God said Be ye not conformed To this world Just because they acting up That don't mean you got to act up Just because they don't care That don't mean you don't even have to care Just because they want to give up That don't mean you got to give up just because they're complaining about this, that don't mean you have to. We understand that we've lost loved ones, but that don't mean anything. Why do you feel like you have to be like them? Why are you compromising your standards because you're what I say the joy of the Lord is my strength, but you want to be mad and I keep telling you to change you the joy of the Lord is my is your strength i got I literally went to work since not feeling good, and when I got there. I didn't even want to admit it to them. I was being still so stubborn in my spiritual man. I didn't even want to admit it. Tell you how you feeling. And I was really feeling good, but I know I wasn't still feeling good. So I say, I said I'm not feeling good, and I don't want to be bothered. And you just said we have not been an example at all. Now with the politics and everything, the people that I love, these are the people, it didn't matter what color you was, white, black, candy, stripe. Now I'm saying, you really don't like me? So you've been pretending this whole time like you like me? And now you putting me in a circle with the rest of them? You don't even, what? So I didn't mean to over-talk this. Forgive me. Thank you for giving me the opportunity and chance to speak about it. But I want you guys to know something. This is what the Lord told me. You could have been dead, but you're still here. With all the things I work in a grocery store, you guys, with no toilet paper no uh, Lysol, no this, no that, no vitamins, no this, no that. And I began to panic like everybody else. And the Lord said to me, so you scared? You don't trust me? Yeah, but I got to get this toilet paper, Lord. He said, put it down. But I got to get this. He said, put it down. I didn't have a deep freezer anymore. I got rid of it, sis. So I had to use what I have in my house. And trust me, many a times I was bringing stuff home. And my husband was like, what are you doing? I was like, we got to make sure. Because they said they don't know if it's going to be any beef. They don't know if it's going to be any this. They don't know if it's going to be any that. I got to bring it home. And the Lord said, what are you doing? I said, even in famine you shall be fed. And what I'm grateful of today, you guys, because he still has me here. And he's still been feeding me. And I still have a job. It's rough sometimes. I still have clothes on my back. Roof needs to be fixed, but it hasn't come through yet. The rain has been coming. People, even my tenants, been paying rent. It has been a scary time, but he's been allowing them to pay rent because he loves me. So 2020, I have to honestly say, it's been a rough one. It's been a lot of undecisiveness. But he showed me through 2020 just how much he loves me, even in the famine and in the talk phase, I'm out. Just keep it real. So
1: I think that, you know, basically what you walk through and what you've described is exactly the same thing that so many others are walking through and sensing and feeling. Um. All in, and we, we've done show after show dealing with our perception, how do we perceive the things that we go through, how do we react to the things that we go through, and our reaction or, or lack thereof um, has great bearing on how we get through it. And that's kind of what I, some of the things that I wanted to touch on today Because, again, the 2020 effect, even though it has been a catastrophic year, the effect of the year can be turned around to a positive if we take it as a learning tool, as a a lesson well learned on how do you react in the midst of chaos? How do you react to a pandemic? and famine in the land? How do you react when your leaders are spewing out division and chaos and confusion? How do you react to that? How do you come back from um, that place of uncertainty? You know, um, and I, I, I am not pretending to be, Um, a prophet in the land. But I do believe, I honestly do believe that God has given us insight even in the midst. In fact, your insight, if you allow yourself to press into God, even the deeper, even the more, your insight is heightened. In the midst of the wilderness, your insight is heightened in the midst of uncertainty. The Lord was very, very clear. I will not do anything. I will not do anything unless I first reveal it to my servants, the prophets. All that we have encountered this year, it's been prophesied in years past. We just didn't know exactly when it was coming. You shall have trials and tribulations, but be of good cheer, cheer, because I have overcome the world. This should not have hit us at a place of such monumental awe and surprise that we felt we couldn't get through it. The depths of what we're experiencing may be new for our own personal lifetime, but God said there is nothing new under the sun. There has been famine before, there has been pandemics before, there has been mass death before. And the bottom line to the whole thing is what is your reaction to your father? What is your reaction to his word? What is your reaction to what he's called you to? Have you allowed your fear, your intrepidation? Have you allowed your intimidation towards others? Have you allowed your haughtiness, your pride, your vainglory? Have you allowed those factors, those things that are antichrist, to be honest with you, those things that are the opposite of what God has called us to, have you allowed these things to engulf you, to overtake you, and to cause you to falter in the midst of where you should be standing strong, in the midst of where you should be trusting him unequivocally, in the midst of where you needed to be the example for someone that was weaker. The word of God says, the strong shall bear the infirmities of the weak. What have you bared through this year? What have you allowed God to speak to through you in the midst of everything that's going on? I I can firmly tell you, i am not always gotten it right this year. I've said things against people that I shouldn't have said. I've had thoughts that I shouldn't have thought based on my emotion. But at the end of the day, I've had to do a reckoning with myself and recognize and understand no matter what I emotionally may feel towards somebody, especially someone in leadership, I still yet have to have the love of God in my heart. I still yet have to pray for that individual. I still yet have to um, not allow my, my disagreement of sometimes philosophy, of choices, even of morality to cause me to act in a way that's contrary to God because guess what? At the end of the day... As messed up as I have been, and still with the struggles I, my personally, I go through, I still want God to treat me in a certain manner. I still want God to have mercy on my soul. I still want God to be gracious unto me. And I know things don't always align themselves in my life with what pleases God. But in the mix, I'm still trusting and believing. Him to love me in spite of. 2020 has been the kind of year to bring about a reckoning within yourself, even before you can stop and point fingers at everybody else. Who are you in the midst of this year? Who have you been? Who have you allowed yourself to become? because of everything that has happened this year. It's time, people. Again, we got three weeks left in this year. Today's the sixth. We got three weeks left. First week will be gone tomorrow. First seven days. It is time to reflect. Like I said, we normally come on in December and we're pushing you to finish your year strong. I'm pushing you to finish your year in victory, victory to the things of God, victory to the ways of God, victory in the love of God. No matter what, no matter what, whether you agree with somebody's political stand, or their philosophy in life or whether they believe or not believe in God, whether they are a bigot or prejudiced or whatever, what is your stand in God? Because at the end of the day, and we've said this over and over, and this is so, so real, When you're standing on judgment day and your works are being judged, you're saved, you'll make it in, but your works are being judged, God is not going to ask you what so-and-so did to you, what so-and-so said to you, how so-and-so treated you. He is going to look at you and ask you how you treated them. What was your response to them? Did you treat them in a Christ-like manner? Did you allow the love of God to shine through your heart toward them? That's what he's going to ask. And so that's why I'm saying, you know, you can take this year, this catastrophic year, this year that who we, Lord Jesus. it's, It's funny. It's like, you know, most of the time you're like, I can't wait for this year to be over with. But if you are really in tune and you know what's to come, it's like, Teddy, you know, this has been a rough one, but oh my God, what's in store? What's in store? It, it, it could be total <clears throat> civil unrest in our country. Amen. Literally, there could yes. be people taking up arms in the middle of the street. We have a commander-in-chief that has completely left us open and vulnerable to our enemies. He has destroyed planes that would give us surveillance, uh, abilities in what our enemies are doing. He has withdrawn troops that keeps us having an advantage over terrorists and their actions. He has completely stopped any type of presidential things that he should be doing just to keep heaping this incessant cry against our democracy because his little frail ego will not allow him to accept defeat. And because of that, he wants to take down the ship no matter what. It doesn't matter. that people's lives are as state. He doesn't kill. I get it. He doesn't care. I get it.
2: I get it. And you know, sis, I want to say something again. We've discussed political issues the last couple of weeks on the show, and I'm going to be honest, you guys, I'm just going to say it for me. You know, whoever's been in that White House has never affected my life to the point where it has been in a disarray. Whether I've done it or I've allowed others to do it to me, I've taken full ownership. I remember when 2020 first came in and I went to church and I said, no matter what, I was going to church. And I thank God I did. And the message that my pastor down here, Charles E. Goodman, at Tabernacle Baptist Church, and one thing he always said was, 2020, I'm asking God to allow you, when you go to the, um, to the eye doctor and you have perfect vision, they say 2020 so you can see clearly. And I remember praying that prayer, sis, at the altar, and asking God, allow me to see clearly. And if this has not done anything, it's allowed us to see clearly. As the song said, I can see clearly now the rain has gone. I can see all the obstacles in my way, Period. And and it's the truth. And this 2020 has not done anything but let me see myself even more. Yes, I've seen other people. Yes, I've seen, I do bigotry, prejudice, all that's always been. But I've seen it more here being in the South than I ever have. Um, But I'm sure there's some that can tell me a story that they can see like Superman through the wall. So what I'm grateful of, again, you know, like you're saying, sis, You guys, it's time just to look at yourself. But just as again, I say it so many times, you probably like a broken record. As Michael Jackson said, look at the man in the mirror. What can you do in your life to make a change? You can say, yep, Trump, he's left us vulnerable. He's done this. I'm not saying you, says, and many. We can talk about this too we're blue on our face. But God is still on the throne. God is still watching over us. If I'm going to die for whatever reason it is, it ain't had nothing to do with Trump. It had a lot to do with the way God said it, and that settles it. Whether I, if I'm out of my job, no, I'm not telling you guys. easy for you to say, you're right. It ain't like I ain't never been without a job before. But what I'm going to say is I believe this year has been a time that God is showing you you've been on jobs for so long that you don't need to be anymore. You thought you heard him. God said stay, but maybe it was time to leave. You know, it's amazing to me because when we look at God and, and, and Jesus, we look at it whatever it does to fit our lives sometimes. I don't care how many spiritual leaders. That's why the word of God says, my very, my very children, my very elect will be fooled. I can see now how easy it is to be fooled. If this little bit that's happened to us, you guys, we didn't even go without the Internet. Could you imagine if we had to shut down and don't have no Internet, can't watch TV, go on the computers, do talk to each other? Wow, that would just be even more catastrophic. Smart cars and everything can't work now. Going to the gas pumps and doing different things can't work now. Going to the grocery store. Things are so high now. But guess what? He still allows me to afford that ribeye when it goes on sale. He still allows me to eat that chicken when I can, he still allows me And I'm going to tell everybody just like I said Well I can tell a lot of you out there Have not suffered by Trump Or anybody else being in office Because you're bigger and fatter than ever That I've ever seen So it can't be because the groceries have gone up Because you're still eating It's just amazing to me How we've turned against each other And this is the time that God said come together How we I, I was just telling my sister today Isn't it amazing how pe- people finally fight To get to the top praying and asking God to bless them And then when they get in positions for jobs They don't want to help others 2020 you guys What are you seeing? This year is almost up And if you think that we've seen anything this year Get ready for next year baby Because we have seen things Like we have never seen before And you're absolutely right what we got right now going on in the office And still you look at the people that you love And go you did what You believe in what He has divided it The enemy has come like a thief in the night To divide, to divide the world Just like what he intended to It's so sad When I'm in the grocery store now, now Ever since this election Just saying hi to people you will be surprised how nasty people are now And you think Be ye not conformed of this world. Be ye not of this world. Because we're not. And that's the battle right now that I'm fighting. I'm not telling y'all. Man, I still cuss. You remember y'all when I told y'all a while back I was trying to do better? I was like, Lord, you need to help me. I need some help with this mouth of mine. Because I'm starting to tell people what I really think. And what's really whatever comes to the top of the mind comes out. I'm like, this ain't good. This ain't good. What I'm asking God for is revival within myself, a revival within my soul. I can't even look at my husband anymore. 2020, I've been looking at him so much that I was like, look, I can't. And God said, look at you. Who are you? I'm asking you guys. I'm putting I'm putting it out there. Who are you? What did you learn in 2020? Please tell me it's something that's gonna take you and thrust you into 2021 with blessings, because I'm going in 2021 with some blessings, y'all. Because I promise you, I have checked Tanya, and God is still checking me, and it is, was a ugly. I was like, I didn't even know I was that ugly inside. Lord, I didn't even know I would even. And before you start talking about other people. Why don't you learn their story before you start talking about how they did this and I can't believe they did this and I can't believe they did that. Why don't you understand them before you start passing judgment? And while that, all is, that one finger is pointing at other people, guess what my daddy used to say? But that thumb is looking back at you. I'm out on that one, sis. Thank you for allowing me to speak.
1: Yeah, we um, there's, there's a lot. There's a lot that, you know, we need to recognize and we need to come to terms with Um, in the midst of this year. You know, if we really are honest with ourselves, you know, we talk about the prejudices of others and the white supremacists, but some of the things that we have said against other races says that we are just as bad as they are. We are just, it's reverse racism, okay? We're just as bad as they are because because some feel a certain way, we've allowed ourselves to turn on the multitude. The same way they have treated us, we have in turn treated them. And that is so not good. That is so not good, you know? We really, really should have listened to Michelle when she said, "When they go low, we go high," which means that we don't we don't adapt their cynicism, we don't adapt their um, their personality, their their right to feel that they can talk down and look down on other people because of who that person is because of the color of their skin. We have gotten to a place where we lumped everybody in the same boat, which is a huge no-no. Um, are, there, are there police officers out there that are bad? Absolutely. Are all police officers bad? Absolutely not. Are there white supremacists out there? Absolutely. But are all white people suprem- white supremacists? Absolutely not. And we have done, we have turned, and we started talking about the quote unquote white man, like everybody is in the same boat. We've talked about the supremacy, like everybody is in the same boat. Again, if we are going to go out of this year strong and victorious, we have to admit our own faults. We have to admit where we are. You know, we've allowed our emotions and our anger to cloud our own judgment and how we treat others. If you don't want to be lumped into um, the same boat with everybody else, then you can't lump everybody else into the same boat either. I mean, you know, let's, let's be honest here. As they say, let's call a spade a spade. You know, we as a people have as much fault in certain respects in how we reacted to people as the people have in what they've done to us. That was the beauty of Martin Luther King's um stand. His anti violence stand was his biggest thing was no matter what they do to us, no matter how they curse us, how they beat us, how they pour stuff on us, how they at us, how they try to burn us out, no matter what they do, we will yet show them love. Is it easy? Absolutely not. But if we say that we are going to honor him, we're going to take the nonviolent approach, then that's what that means. That means sucking it up. That means not reacting to everything that comes at us. Again, it's not easy. But it's what Christ did. It's what Christ did. They spat in him. They literally pulled his beard out of his skin. They beat him. And he did not retaliate. When he had stated prior, I can call down legions of angels. He could have snapped his finger. And everyone concerned would have been gone, dealt with, poof, over. But he said he it. it the word says he under, not a mumbling word. That's, that's tough. That's very, very tough. I don't know if I could have did it, but he was anointed to do it, and he is our example. So in the midst of dealing with the 2020 effect, we got to look at ourselves. We don't want to. We feel like we're justified in our feelings. We feel like we're justified in the way we treat others because of how they treated us. I know I do half the time. It, you know, it's like, oh, I, I'm angry. It's a right to indignation. That's the first place we go. Yeah, I got a right to be angry. Well, yeah, you may have a right to be angry, but the word says be angry and sin not. You still have to take it to the Father. You still have to give it to him. You still have to allow him to be who he says he is, and that's the Lord God Almighty. You still have to respect his sovereignty. Why has he allowed all of this to happen? Did he cause it? I don't believe he caused it. Did he allow it? Most definitely, because if he had said no, it wouldn't be happening. So yes, he's allowed it. He's allowed the uncovering. He's allowed the um, even to the point of to the point of got to get to the place (coughs) to know where does our comfort come from. You know, this should have been a time if we, the body of Christ, was in our proper position. This was the perfect time to lead others to the Lord, to to demonstrate the care and the concern that God has for his children. In the midst of everything that's going on, there are so many hurting souls out there right now. And mere words can't comfort them. Some have lost both parents. To this pandemic Like within minutes Or days apart Some have lost children In the midst of this Some have just Whatever they thought was their financial Security has all been wiped away There's so much Pain that's out here Right now And we've got to Step up to the plate. We've got to step up To the place where God would have us so that he can use us to show people a more excellent way to be the, that, that voice of reason and comfort to say, you know what, I in some cases, I can't even pretend to realize the pain and the hurt that you must be feeling right now. I, I can't even pretend to say, I know what you're going through, but even in the midst of not being able to truly emphasize with you, I do still feel your pain because I care about you. So if you're hurting, I'm hurting. And and we've got to pick up our mantle again in prayer. We've gotten so far away from that because we've been so angry. We've been too angry to pray, too angry to lift our enemies up, too angry to to believe God for them to go a different route. Even with President Trump, we are so like, it just, oh, disgusted by who and what he is and what he's he done. We have forgotten the word of God told us to pray for our leaders, pray for those that would despitefully use Amen. you. Amen. 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 And truly, that that is what he's doing. He is despitefully using those that have got on his Pied Piper bandwagon. He's using them for his greater good. Where are the prayer warriors? Where are the ones that are standing in the gap to say not so, not on my watch? I will not allow my brothers to just be taken down. Of course he can be you. Can he can be you just as like as anybody else.
2: Anybody. And you guys got to understand, yeah. I remember my godmother, and sis, you can recall this, and I don't know if she ever told you, but she always said to me, because I'm the one that had the problem with it. And when I was praying mama, look at that person, how they've done me. Look at that person, what they're doing. I can't believe they're getting away with what they're getting away with. And she would say, don't look at them. Look at the enemy. I can't see the enemy, I told her. All I could see was what's in my face right now. You pray for that person and you pray for the enemy and I'm going to pray for that person that's in my face because that's who I'm angry with. That's who I got a problem with. That's who has hurt me. That's who has disappointed me. That's who is going on. But let me say something to you. I'm grateful for all of this because it's made me see clearly other things. And it doesn't mean that it makes it makes it feel good to me. I'm telling you guys right now, I love this show with my sister and I, because I promise you, you guys think that Elder Colette, I don't know what you guys think, but I promise you she lives by the word that she's saying out of her mouth. I've never told you guys any different. I, I love the Lord, and I try to live by what's out of my mouth, but I'm the one that struggles more than anybody. Nobody's asking you to be perfect. Nobody's asking you that this is supposed to snap your fingers three times and this is supposed to happen. And I believe in my heart that the word of God brings change and it brings, it, it takes away and it, it reproves and it shows truth and honesty and love and peace. And I'm struggling. When I get up in the middle of the night, when the Lord wakes me up, I go back to sleep. I tell the Lord, Lord, you know I got to be up in the morning. I got to go back to sleep. I'm not going to lie to you guys. I struggle so many areas in my life. But I love the Lord because I believe he heard my cry. And regardless, I can't believe this year when it was no toilet paper, you guys, no this, no that. And guess what? Those that didn't get a hold of Lysol, you still living. And those that got a hold of Lysol, they're probably still gone. They're still gone. So what we have to realize is who God is. And we, we give him glory and we magnify his name. No, nope, some days you're going to hurt. Some days you're going to cry. Some days you're going to be mad. Some days you're going to be disappointed. I'm not telling you that. I'm so sick of people calling that bipolarism. You can say whatever you want to say because I'm an emotional person, because I'm a spiritual being and I feel. Well, don't judge me accordingly to what your prediction is that I am. Because one thing that I know is God loves me no different than he loves you, then you may not ever struggle or have a problem. But I guarantee you, you got some issue in your life that you're struggling with that nobody may not ever see. And you may get up in that pulpit and you may get on that deacon board and you may get in that choir and you may sit in the audience and you may be the soloist and you may be the pianoist, and you may be that politician and you may be that senator. But you have an issue because no man is perfect but my Savior, my Lord and Jesus Christ, the down on the cross, hung, bled, and died for me. And he did it because he knew we would have issues and problems and situations. But if we don't change If we don't look clearly At what it is How can we become better You cannot become better Keeping yourself in the same negative situation That you were in in 2020 If you were found yourself in a negative situation In 2020 Find yourself coming out of it right now Cry out to the Lord To his holy heels And ask him And he shall hear you And deliver you I just know In my heart, people, we're in a struggle. I used to let people, oh, man, you guys, I said church hurt, hashtag church hurt. It wasn't them. It was me. That's what I had to see and what I had to deal with in my life to become the person that I am and God wanted me to be. And I realized that I thought I was such a uh, uh, not-so-good person. Because I felt like I did so many things. And I used to look at what people did to me, but then God started showing me what I did to people. And I realized people love me when I am on the line right now. And I'm so grateful. Because in spite of who I am, what I've been, you don't keep being nasty. You don't keep being mean. You don't keep being sarcastic. You don't keep being prejudiced. You don't keep being hateful. You don't keep being this. You, you keep doing change, and every day it may be hard, and every day is a battle. And some days you may win, and some days you may lose, but in the end, God wins, and he has the victory, and that's when the devil has to surrender. I love you guys. Keep praying for your enemies to spitefully use you. Keep praying for those to talk about you and they don't like you without a cause. Praying for other people's health, and God will bless you. Keep praying in the name of Jesus for people's change, and God will change you. Keep changing, and keep wanting to love and care for people, in spite of. In Jesus' name, Amen.
1: Amen. So, as we as we bring the show to a close, we've got five minutes. Um. Again, I want to encourage you for these next, these next three weeks as we, as this, the Lord say the same and bless us to, to experience the wind down of 2020, to walk into 2021, I want to encourage you that with everything that is within you to push even the more into the presence of God to seek him while he may be found, to reach out to him, to allow him to lead God and direct your path. It is vital, it is vital that you allow this year to open up within you that that may have been dormant, that that you may not have realized um, that you need it open. It is vital that you allow the spirit of the living God, to engulf you in these next three weeks so that going into 2021, you're braced, you're poised. I I don't remember where I heard it, it might have been this morning. I, I don't remember, but I, I can remember that I wrote down um, about being in position, being in position to allow God to propel you forward. There has been so much chaos this year, and we've lost our positioning in God, some of us. And so it's vitally important that you allow yourself to be poised and positioned, poised and positioned. Please hear me, be poised and positioned that God can launch you, that God can pull you back in the slingshot of his Holy Spirit, and propel you forward, that you may be used of him in the furthering of his kingdom, that you may be used of him in the transition of the lives of those that are around you. Yes, you are valuable to God. Yes, there is a great calling on your life in the Lord. Yes, he has need of you, great need of you. So position yourself so that he can use you to the fullness of the capacity in which he created you. Do not allow this year to end out with you cowering in a corner or with you at odds with your brothers and sisters. Or with you so steeped in grief that you don't open up your heart for God to come in and to heal. Position yourself to be propelled forward in the thing in which God created you for. And that's, that's really the ray of sunshine that I said at the beginning of the show that I wanted to leave you with. I want to leave you with hope not just with despair, not just with the old woe with me and all the issues that this year has brought about. Please know that the more you push into God, the greater your hope will appear because he is your blessed hope. So, Tam, I'm going to ask you just to pray us out and pray over the people, please.
2: Father, in the name of Jesus, I just ask in the name of Jesus for change for all of us, Lord change from immortal to immortality. And, Father God, give us the ability to love you all the more and seek you all the more, even in the death of our hearts been broken by death or absence or divorce or unkindness or injustice or however it's been, a death of a loved one by any other means, Father God, whether it was a COVID or however it was intended to be. the Lord, please heal their hearts from their brokenness. And I ask, Father God, in the name of Jesus, that you would heal our land and that if we seek you and seek your face and turn from our wicked ways, then you would hear from heaven as your word of God says, and you would heal our land. We're praying for all the Republicans and Democrats and senators and pastors and pastorals and bishops and urshas and choir members and Deacons and deaconess and all of different positions in the church, Father God, that you will bless them, Father God. It's not about the title. It's about the position. Oh, Father God, right now, lead us in position to love you, to care for you. And, Father God, we love the ones that don't love us, which is a hard task to do. Bless us. In Jesus' name we pray. And I pray for all others that are listening and those that are not listening. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I love you,
1: sis. Amen. Amen. I love you. Have an incredible week. I speak health and healing over you. And we just give God all the praise, glory, and honor for all that he is doing in our lives. In Jesus' name. In
2: Jesus' name. Love you all. In Jesus'
1: name. Have a, I love you, guys. Have a blessed, blessed, blessed week. Please, please, please stay safe. Please don't go Same out time. there um, <laughs> congregating you know um in ways and places that you know would put you in harm's way. Please, please, please. Amen. You. And Lord willing, we, love we you guys. will talk to you same God time, same God channel. Next same week. God channel. God love we you love
2: much. you guys. Be blessed.
1: Amen.
0: Let's keep it